Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rage Quit, the video game discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. This is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and today's subject, the House of the Dead. In the last episode, I decided to talk about Time Crisis because I really wanted to go on the journey of my days spending probably way too much time in an arcade, specifically Dave and Buster's, sometimes Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, I was a kid, so if it was an arcade, I was totally obsessed with them. But you know what? I I feel like the Time Crisis one, I certainly was not on top of my game. I'm sure there's a lot of things I missed because I certainly got called up or I... Perhaps say I really got sucked into the obsession of talking about the villain that I remember so very well. Well, technically, he's, well, uh, yeah, a villain, Wild Dog, and his little buddy, Wild Fang, that was introduced to us in Time Crisis 3. But ladies and gentlemen, if I thought Time Crisis was huge, well, here's something that really made a bigger impact, because you, if y'all know me very well, And I know that some of you do, perhaps more than I think. You all know damn well that zombie games are a huge part of my life in the world of video games. We've talked about Left 4 Dead, talked about Doom 3, Dead Rising, Half-Life, if that's even considered a a zombie game, but I don't think it is. Y'all get the point. Horror video games, whether it's zombies, aliens, yada yada yada. But in the case of zombies... Where did it all start out for you, Alex? That's what I'm asked. Where did it start for you? Well, the answer is simple, ladies and gentlemen, because the answer is the House of the Dead. Another game in the arcade that I would spend too much time playing that really got on my dad's nerves. (laughs) Because I remember the House of the Dead, the first one, extremely well. The Curian Mansion, alright? I remember the two characters you play as. Well, you can play as either one of them if you're playing two-player. One of the characters, Agent Thomas Rogan and his partner, who we just who was just simply known as G. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what, what kind of agent goes under the codename G, but you know what? That's, what? that's what it's called, and so freaking be it. The House of the Dead one. Developed by Sega. That's all the House of the Dead games. Developed and created by Sega. Okay. I know that House of the Dead 2, there was the arcade version, there was a PC version. And from what I know is, there was also a version of it on the Dreamcast. Okay, as far as the original House of the Dead, the first one, I'm not entirely sure. I want to believe that there's a PC version. Okay, but I'm not too sure. 
House of the Dead 2, I know the there was a version, uh, version of it on the original Xbox, especially when House of the Dead 3 came out, there was a version of it on the, on the Xbox as well. House of the Dead 2 was also in the game, okay? And I know that House of the Dead 2, uh, I, I believe they also made a version of it for the Nintendo Wii. And speaking of the House of the Dead, the original one, they are coming up with a remastered version that is set to be released soon, and it will be on the Nintendo Switch. Ladies and gentlemen... That certainly prompts me to buy a Nintendo Switch just so I can play the remastered version of the House of the Dead. But I've sort of gone back on that word because I said to myself, if it's just the House of the Dead 1, maybe it's not worth it. If it's all the House of the Dead 1, 2, and 3, and the 4th all remastered, then you know what? That is something to, that I should seriously consider. But of course, I should probably take my sweet-ass time to think about it because of my current situation where I'm building my empire with my podcast. Which, by the way, I'm so grateful for all the support. So let's get to business now officially. When did I play the House of the Dead, the real one, the first time? I'd have to say probably 1998 or 1999. It was at Dave & Buster's, that's for sure. But the House of the Dead won. The gameplay of it, I fell in love with it just like that. Killing zombies, saving people, ultimately saving the world, fighting bosses. <laughs> and I would also say, how could one guy, one guy, go to a mansion, fight an entire, and you know, unlimited horde of undead all by himself with with just one freaking handgun? <laughs> and I would ask myself, how the hell does one guy carry so many freaking bullets? I mean, I remember in the game, you, have, you, you you would shoot outside of the screen to reload the gun, so I felt like in real life, a gun could be actually loaded that way. Huh. Well, keep in mind, I was just a kid, so I really didn't know any better now, did I? So, ladies and gentlemen, as we get to it, the House of the Dead one. It really didn't take me long for me to be hooked on it. Because when I played it, and I beat it in the arcade... I just wanted to play it again. But of course, I wish that I could have the game at home so I can play it as many times as I want and continually get better, break my own records. Really take the game so seriously because, ladies and gentlemen, that is what I fucking do. I've been doing that since I was a kid, making the best out of the skills of a video game because gaming is an art and it takes skill to be good at video games. And when people downgrade video games saying they're a waste of time, I would say, you know what? Your opinion is worthless. Video games are a way of life. They are an influence. And you know what? They make people happy. So if you want to say that they ruin lives, well, you know what? Quite simply put, you can go fuck yourself. (sighs) I'm really getting emotional. Well, maybe I'm getting distracted. But anyway. So the first thing I learned from the House of the Dead... A, a scientist by the name of Dr. Rory Curian obviously lives in a mansion. I would guess the setting has got to be in Europe. Wherever it is, but... But I always felt like it's amazing how one guy, just one agent, unless you're playing, you know, with, if somebody's playing the game with you in the arcade, there's the other agent. But two guys, at the most, fight their way through, but... You know what? Maybe I should come to terms. It's a video game. Maybe... I should just leave it at that, but I said, no, it may be a video game, it may all be fiction, but it's got to be realistic to some extent, right? But I was realistic enough, like in a a zombie game, 
I will notice zombies walking around with an axe, chainsaw. I mean, some zombies literally just walking around. But you know what? They're zombies. That's what they do. Okay? But as we fight through the first part of the game, you know, fighting through the mansion, you get to the first boss, okay? The first boss wasn't hard to get through, but you know what? That's how it is, right? Boss, you just get through it like that, and that's that's how it goes. But but before, as you start the game, Rogan, especially when you get older, when you kind of you you listen to the cutscenes, you kind of understand what's going on. Rogan is as already sent because he was told that there's a disturbance near the Korean mansion. Of course, with these biological ex experiments are certainly going. 100% out of hand. So Rogan is sent to investigate. Rogan, an agent of the AMS. So as you start the game, you encounter what is appears to be so uh, Rogan's fiance, Sophie. And then she gets taken by this gargoyle-like creature that can fly. That actually happens to be the second boss, which was actually much more difficult than anticipated. It killed me many times. I had to give up because I was done for the day. But eventually I beat him and everything was cool. I'm not going to go through the entire thing. I'm going to try to do better than I did with Time Crisis. I'm really going to give my experience, okay? I got better at this game big time. And unfortunately, I couldn't be there every single week, okay? I really feel like Dave and Buster should have been a one-week thingy, but you know what? It was already difficult enough because, well, you know, as I got better... I would have, I would aim to just kill the, each zombie with one headshot. And that certainly worked eventually. Especially as I got older, where, where I would go to this classic arc game, uh, classic, excuse me, arcade, and then find the game, I'd be like, holy shit. Time to relive some memories, baby. <laughs> so the main thing of that game is the challenge, the story, the gameplay. Everything is so cool. Okay. That game, you just get into it. You really fight. Like, you really feel like you're actually there. You are working your way through a mansion filled with unlimited undead. And you are fighting it all by yourself. How the hell does one man do it? But you know what? Again, I guess it's fiction versus reality. It's imaginatory, right? But anyway. Sorry, I think my phone just went off. Apologize for that. Anyway. So, of course, you know, much like video games, the first part of the game gets easier, then, of course, it gets more difficult. That's the nature of a, vi of a video game, right? So, fighting the way through, I don't remember the first part of the mansion. I There's two ways to enter the mansion. There's either, like I said in the game, like, you you, you rescue scientists, okay? And there's when, when you're about to enter the mansion, you're on the bridge, there's a zombie about to throw a scientist off of a freaking bridge and if you save the scientist you go through the main entrance but if not you go down you, you go down these stairs and you kind of enter the mansion from a from a different perspective or from a different thing I mean the whole game really has this kind of thing and you know what's interesting about the House of the Dead series is that they all have these certain endings okay but I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up the House of the Dead 1 before we take a break to go on House of the Dead, Dead 2 and 3 but House of the Dead, like, the second boss was the gargoyle-like creature. And, you know, I should mention that I think the first boss actually kills Sophie because when you find Sophie in a room, it seems like you you finally rescue her. The boss comes out and hits her with an axe and apparently kills her, but... Getting through the second boss and the third boss I believe is a, is a giant spider, okay? 
that stuff to go through. But then after that, it's the hardest part of the game. And before you get close to the final boss, oh, you know, I should have mentioned, before you fight the giant spider, you run into Curian. Okay? He tells you this is as far as you go. <laughs> now he really is going to test you to push you past your limits, right? So he does. You fight the spider, you, you defeat that, and then you eventually catch Curian in a room where he unveils his masterpiece, the boss called the Magician, but the Magician decides to kill Curian, saying it's not going to take orders from anybody. You have to fight the Magician, boom, you beat the game, and I guess the whole thing is over, but you know what? The whole situation, as far as the biological experiments go, are absolutely 100% far from over. So that's what that one. Being the Magician, that certainly was tough. Like I said, it's the hardest boss. It's going to be... The hardest is always saved for the last. But that, again, ladies and gentlemen, the nature of video games. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go and take a quick break. I will see y'all in two minutes. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back. This is Rage Quit, the video game discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Now that we are done with House of the Dead 1, let's move on to 2 and 3. Well, the House of the Dead 2, I believe, takes place, the setting of this in 2001, so that's three years after the Curian Case Mansion, okay? Now, Curian's dead, so obviously there's one guy that's that's hoping or, you know, aiming to continue what Curian started. Now, the antagonist of that game is a guy named Goldman, okay? And you learn in that game that Goldman actually funded the research for Dr. Roy Curian. Okay. Now, some might say, did Goldman want Curian to be dead? I seriously doubt it. Okay. But regardless, Goldman decides to carry it on and take things to the next level. So after that, that too takes place in Rome. Now you play as Agent James Taylor, also of the AMS, who's also a colleague of Agent Thomas Rogan. And actually, G makes actually a brief appearance. Actually, the beginning name when you find him wounded. Okay. Same thing like House of the Dead One. So you fight through. You rescue people. Okay. You fight the boss. Like the first boss is apparently it's a headless creature of some sort. And then there's another little gargoyle-like creature that flies around with it. 
And it's funny for that boss is the weak point is the gargoyle creature himself. So I never really understood. So hitting that creature hurts the other boss. I never really understood it. But anyway. So you beat that. Okay. And after the dead too, then you really break your way. Then, then you get to the second boss, an aqua-like, fish-like creature fighting that. And then eventually working your way through the sewers and then getting to the Roman Colosseum. Where you fight a giant monster with a freaking chainsaw. Okay. Shit gets real. Big time. Absolutely big time. But that's House of the Dead 2. House of the Dead 2 was much challenging, much more challenging than the first. But you know what? It's not only the game that gets more challenging too, but it's also each game gets harder than the other. But you know what? It's all part of the story because in the second game, it picks up right where it left off. So after getting through the first three, the first uh, three stages, okay, you make your way to Goldman's headquarters. You fight the magician again, okay, but that's not the final boss. The final boss is the emperor. That's Goldman's creation, okay. And once you fight the emperor, Goldman promises a successor will come. That the whole thing is still not over. Goldman jumps off the building and apparently takes his own life because you know that, that that's the bad guy. When he loses, he doesn't want to doesn't want to be captured. But then again, I'm sure it's all part of the plan. So anyway, so now let's get to the the facts of life House of the Dead 2. I enjoyed the game. I did actually have a, P, a PC version of the game. Although I don't know exactly what whatever happened to it, but the House of the Dead 2 was certainly great. I didn't enjoy I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the first one. I don't know why, but I feel like the first one is just the best one. Maybe it's just the setting of the game or how the game is. I mean, I I don't know. I really don't know. The House of the Dead 2. You know. You know, when I mentioned, like, you know, there's a difference because when you have the game, like, the PC version in the or in the Xbox version for House of the Dead 3, there's the original mode and there's the arcade mode. The original mode is when you can do these, unlock these things, like, you find these little secret treasures. You can, you, you can unlock the shotgun mode, the grenade launcher mode, everything. But as, as great as House of the Dead 2 was, I really believe House of the Dead 1 was honestly better. Okay? Now, the bosses were certainly much, much more challenging in House of the Dead 2, which is a good thing. Okay? But the setting, too, I mean, I wasn't really too on that, but... But while I give House of the Dead 1 an 8 out of 10, I give House of the Dead 2 a 7.5 seven and, seven and out of 10. But now we get to House of, the House of the Dead 3. This, this game takes, the setting of that game takes place in 2019. At this point, the zombie infection has spread all over the world. Civilization has collapsed. The whole world is nothing but a desert, you know, isolated wasteland. I mean, that's, I guess that's what happens when a civilization collapses and it barely comes to an end. But at the beginning of House of the Dead 3, Ro- Rogan, you play as Rogan again, and he's leading a team of commandos in a biological research facility in hopes of discovering what led to the world's collapse, okay? Now, this game has these specific cutscenes. And you see Dr. Kurian, basically. You learned that, you know, when he was conducting those experiments, you know, this was before the 1998 Kurian Mansion case. He had a son named Daniel that was terminally ill. And it seems that Dr. Roy Kurian, that these whole experiments going way out of hand... 
You learn that Dr. Kurian had an obsession with finding a cure to treat his son who was terminally ill because the, the, the disease his son apparently had had no cure and he would not give up. Like he says, there's a cuss, he says, I will never give up no matter what the doctors say. So you really learn Kurian being a father, of course, is going to take care of his sick child and do whatever it takes to save his son's life. That's what a dad does. But unfortunately, that part, that, that obsession just became so bad that the whole research, everything went completely out of control. A virus was released. The end of the world came. Okay? With the House of the Dead 3, when you, that big building, okay, the research facility, I thought that was actually pretty freaking cool. So when you start the game, at first you play as Rogan, but then, you know, there's the cutscene where you find, apparently, the source of everything... The whole thing goes blank. And then you start out, you play as Rogan's daughter, Lisa, who was who accompanied by G, Rogan's best friend and former fellow agent. Because at the beginning of the game, you, say, you hear G say, it's been two weeks since we lost contact with Rogan. We cannot wait any longer, so they have to go investigate, see what happened, rescue Rogan, and bring him home. Okay. Now, the House of the Dead 3... See, I, I played that on, on the arcade, but I also had it for the original Xbox. Well, the first thing to know about House of the 3 also is that instead of a handgun, the, the weapon of that game is a shotgun. So I thought that was pretty cool. But the bosses too is, you know, the first boss you have to fight is actually this thing, like a, it's like a security guard. It apparently acts like the security guard for the entire base because it patrols the base, you know, or, or I mean the, the biological building, you know, whatever, so... So as you fight it at first, okay, and then when you defeat it for the first time, you might think you're over with, but it's not because you will see it again. Now there's three main parts of the game, okay. One part is, you know, it's these, these different sections from, uh, from the biological research, but they're all unique. Like one boss is a giant plant, and the second boss is a, is a giant sloth, or moth, I, I think it's a sloth, whatever, but... And then the, th the third boss is, is you know, the same boss you encounter at the beginning of the game. Okay. Now both these three places, when you make you work your way through, you fight hordes of zombies. Like there's, You don't actually rescue anybody in the game. But there's parts where one of the characters is attacked by a zombie. And if you can, if you can rescue them, you get an extra life. Okay. At first I was like, uh, this is not too cool. But I figured, you know what, in this game, since, you know, civilization has collapsed. You know, it's the end of the world. I mean, there's really nobody to rescue, right? Aside from... Rogan, Thomas Rogan, who you know the main thing, the main thing of the game, you know, to find him and rescue him. So once you get through these through three sections, okay, and eventually you, you you really start over, like you know, like at the beginning of the game, when the part of the game where you play as Rogan, you kind of go through the same rooms you did as through him, okay, and then eventually you get to the room where he's being held. Then you learn that Rogan is unarmed, that a scientist pops up by the name of. Dr. Daniel Kurian, Kurian's son, okay, and Rogan says that Daniel treated him, saved his life, and you actually learn that Daniel Kurian is actually not a bad guy. I would have thought he is, but he's not a bad guy, okay, and when you run into him, he literally, he basically, you know, admits, he reveals he's Dr. Kurian's uh, son, but then when you get to the final boss, when you play uh, either as him or as Lisa, you gotta fight the final boss, and then it believes to be Dr. Kurian's... How, how should I say? 
resurrected body, but through some sort of creature. And the only way to, f to stop the whole rest of the world from collapsing is, is to defeat it. And you do. But then after that, you don't know what, where, where to go from here. But I'm guessing the information of what led to the civil to civilization's collapse, Daniel reveals it, but says that apparently, he, from what I understand, he explains that his dad tried to develop, was working on developing a cure for him, but his obsession got way out of hand, and he created a virus. It got it, it, that apparently got that got spread, and then boom, that's it. So uh, that goes through the story, and, I, and I'm sorry I don't remember the story so well. I'm trying to you know give as much detail, but this is from memory, from instinct. But but the overall, the the whole concept with the House of the Dead is it really requires like you to really have a a skill at aiming, and to be well timed out with you know shooting and reloading, and you know it it, it really it really takes some realistic strategic planning. But again, that's video games in a nutshell, right? Video games require these certain skills. Like, you gotta know what you're doing. You really gotta have a plan now, don't you? <laughs> and that's what the House of the Dead did. Much like Time Crisis. Especially in these arcade games. Like, I would play in a way that I would take it so seriously. But I like how House of the Dead, the first one, the night takes place in 1998. Second one, I believe, is, is in... Actually, it's in 2000. The second one's actually in 2000, not 2001. And the third one is in 2019. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I regret to inform you that I never played The House of the Dead 4. Actually, I take that back. I did play it briefly, but I never beat the game. I never got far because I never really had an interest. So I apologize, so I can't really talk about it. But I can honestly say that The House of the Dead, the first three games, are absolutely incredible. And if I were to list the ones I prefer the most, I would say the first one I love the most, the second one I love the most is the third. So I would say House of the Dead 1, House of the Dead 3, and House of the Dead 2. That's my chronological order of the games. Ladies and gentlemen, Rage Quit is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. And before I let everybody go, I really apologize that I'm sure this episode and my Time Crisis episode, I really wasn't on top of my game, but lately there's, there's been a struggle for me for, for, with this Rage Quit because, you know, I'm not as committed as I am to this as I am with uh, Internet FC, the Soccer Talk segment of the Bear of Texas podcast, but I'd like for some of you to actually DM me and suggest some topics for me because I want to do a better job with this one and I want to do that for you guys. So if, if you can DM me, my Twitter is... At Bearman of Texas, just TX, no need to spell it out. The DM is open, so please, if you have any ideas for me, please let me know. I really appreciate the support. Thank y'all very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. I will see y'all next time. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. 
With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.